Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Good evening. Looks like we made it. Everyone's talking finale. It's the finale. Hmm. It's the finale. What does the finale mean to you? Tell me about that. What does the finale mean to you? Is this the beginning of a new journey? What does the finale mean to you? Good evening, everyone. Take your time. Come on in. Come on in. I'm waiting for you. Good evening, Aaron Baker. God bless you, my brother. Wilo, you are coming in. Please go ahead and hit like. Ashley said, made it through the beginning. That's wisdom. Evangelist Gwen says it means the story is not over. Ramanita, that now we are going to practice what we learned from you. Renee says, out with the old, in with the new me. Nicole N. says, it's definitely a beginning to a new journey. I feel so refreshed. That's what I want to hear. 
Norena says it means I get to have my one-to-one. -one. Good evening, Ari. Jenny says it's definitely a beginning to a new journey for me. Good evening, coaches. Corinda says time to get to work. Commencement. Put what you learned into practice. Ashley says, I think the real work will happen when I stick to continuing. So detox and healing. Ooh, ooh. Crystal says, accomplishing a self-care goal. A personal development plan. I'm going to help you all with that. Anna says, the beginning of an empowering journey all of 2022. Sylvia Jackson says, it's the beginning of a new self-awareness. Chevelle says, the real work begins. Time to work, says Brittany. Yes, Keith says, wow, 30 days already. <clears throat> hey, Elder Joy, nice to see you. Shana says, finale means a comma, not a period for me. Sharita says top 10 encouraging and teachable to live by and think about good evening Pastor Beverly Baker good evening Pastor Dolores Davis Rhonda Johnson says committed to the new beginnings within me good evening Cheryl Wilberg Candy says it means application time You've interviewed for the job. You attended all the training. And now it's time to accept the assignment of being your most authentic self and continuing this work. It's not the ending, but the beginning of my journey, says Reed Chambers. Tori says, it's just like the beginning. It's just the beginning. Pastor Ronnie said that's a song by Babyface. Application time, Tasha Ross. Leah says self-awareness is a journey. Let's journey on. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. <clears throat> Erica says I am now holding myself accountable for what I have gained in these 30 days. Good evening, Manuel, good evening, Frederica. Joycey says, I'm not very happy today. We have finally begging to speak about the boogeyman, which is our mental health. It's time to start working. Yes, Keats. Good evening, Wendy. There's 73 of you in here. Give you a couple more minutes. Pastor Vell says it's time to stop talking about it and be about it. Hello to the new me. Hello. Hello, new you. Shaylin says I can't believe it's over, but I feel like I've met myself again. Thank you, Apostle. Replays will be getting played. Absolutely. And I... And I was speaking to 
Coach Maria about it. And I think this is a plan we're going to try our best to adhere to when schedules start getting busy again. But I think a goal we would like to set is, as I had asked, after we get done with these 30 days to start one video a week. So you can have the time to do the work. You can think about it. You can breathe. You can cool process. You can get mad for a day or two. And you still should have a day or two left to get back to it if you do one video a week. So I'm thinking about recording some type of introduction to each of the videos. Um, I am looking for those who are willing to grab a group and have um, group parties. There's some special things I'd like to do for you. So if anyone is interested in having a, a group party, what's the name of the thing Facebook offers that you can watch as a group? Can't think of it now. Someone will say it up here. It only gets better. Hmm? Mm-hmm. 30 days of new birth. Well, welcome, Wendy. We've saved a seat for you. And there's 30 days of teaching on YouTube. And I'll be back with you all every week to help you. If you would get your journal, Wendy, we can help you stay on the journey. Good evening, Bernard. Oh, thank you, Ruby. Thank you for not only being an awesome teacher, but also a great awakener. Wow, we have to add that one down. That was good. Watch party. Thank you, Nicole and Ebony. It's called a Facebook watch party. If anyone is interested in having a Facebook watch party with four or five other people, let me know. There's some things I'd like to help and offer you. Yes, Latanya, Nicole, yeah. Kamisha, y'all got it. Corindus. Y'all some techie people. Frederica, Diana. Yes, Wendy. And you shall. Wendy wants to meet her new me again. And she says, help me, Lord. Can she do it, y'all? Let's send Wendy on Facebook some encouragement here. Can she do it? Marilyn said, this isn't the finale. It is the beginning of a new chapter of who am I for real? Deja says, I can now say with confidence, I am self-aware. Charnette, I love this one. I can finally answer the question, who am I? I'm excited to get to know her. Thank you, but this isn't over for me. It's go time. And I'm with you. Feel my hand gently in your back, encouraging you. Because it's a slow time, especially in our New England, New England region. And you're going to get busy. Life's going to kick in. Spring is going to come. Before you know it, we're trying to move faster, enjoy the few weeks of summer that we have. Then we're back in the winter time, and then you're back with me again. So I pray that you keep yourself at the top of the list. So that seasons and reasons don't push you down to the bottom of your list ever, ever again. Yep, Wendy, they're all supporting you. YouTubers are commenting. People from other Facebook pages are commenting. Elder Manny says, Facebook watch party. Yes, awesome. 
All right. Well, good evening. Welcome to Soul Detox 2022, where this is session number 30. And we made it. We did it. We did it. We did it together. That's amazing. The road to self-awareness is a journey. I'd like to start out this evening thanking those for their liberal giving, just being a blessing. Some given over and above and beyond what was asked. Others given exactly what they can afford. And God knows where we're at financially. And every gift and every offering is the same. Because that's how good God is to us. So I want to thank um, Anna for her faithful nightly session contribution Dominique for her I pledge Brittany for her I pledge I might have said these last night but oh well you deserve it because you gave I pledges Lulu for her I pledge um, first I, I did want to comment Minister Brittany on her I pledge said don't stop apostle come on don't stop apostle we have to keep going I want to thank Pastor D for her I pledge for helping me see myself. I pledge. I want to thank Ashley for her nightly giving. Thank you for helping my detox for my soul and for me to heal. Absolutely, sweetheart. Tasha Young, thank you for sharing your time and wisdom. I love you. Thank you for your I pledge. Uh, again, Anna sent in her last one. Uh, Tanil for turning the lights on. I see so much change in me. Elisa gave her eye pledge for the buried boxes in the basement have been unsealed. Praise God. Temple of Praise, that's Pastor Vell. Thank you so much, Pastor Vell, and God bless you for your eye pledge seeds. Thank you very much. Oh, Peyton gave me $4. <laughs> Thank you, Peyton. <laughs> and Chevelle Jamison for her I pledge. Plus 50, she says. I love you, Chevelle. Cam Jackson for her I pledge. She says, Thank you for every seed you planted in the soil of my soul. Thank you. And Ashley gave another offering for the last night in day 30. Thank you. Thank you all for your giving. Again, everything is truly appreciated from the bottom of my heart. God is good and he shall multiply everything that is needed for me in this year. And he shall return unto you, the sower, more seed for the sowing. And I seal that in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you all. Testimony time. Let's share some testimonies tonight. I have intentionally and deliberately evaluated myself each night after our so detox sessions. Some nights I sat afterwards literally stuck reflecting and going over notes. Other nights I felt overwhelmed, confused, defeated and sometimes hopeless. I have had physical effects such as an upset stomach and headaches. However, I realized tonight that all of these feelings and discomforts were important for me to validate within myself in order to identify my personality, personality traits, self-awareness, and to develop a greater level of emotional intelligence. I can honestly say that I'm finally beginning to know, understand, and accept the true me. If you don't know what emotion you're feeling, you don't have the information you need to decide whether to stay in that emotion or change huh, or transform it. Dr. Apostle Suzanne M. Howard, thank you 
for this daily feast where the table has been well spread to kneel. Thank you, dear. Kamisha, very artistic and creatively sent a, a group post. Uh, knowing what I know now, I wish it was January 2nd all over again. Yeah, I get it. With the tools I gained, I feel more than ever before ready to soar high above gray, eerie clouds, people-pleasing whispers and recordings of self-doubt and fear, and to the newest version of me, Apostle, the ticket you've given me is priceless, allowing me to travel to every new destination woo, within me. Mm. <laughs> It's a birthday. <laughs> help me, y'all. I'm a mother. I can't help it. Ooh, beautiful. Come on, Kamisha. <laughs> Isn't she the one that gave me trouble and took a couple nights off from scribing? Apostle, the ticket, you, what'd you say? She had to go to HR. <laughs> she had to go to HR. <laughs> so she had to make up for it. Apostle, the ticket you've given me is priceless. Thank you, studio audience. Allowing me to travel to every new destination within me. As I continue woo, mm -mm -mm. Somebody I just saying I got it. <laughs> All right. Let me get it together. Uh, as I continue to dig deeper to unearth every beautiful jewel within me, I let it out. I will continue to discover and embrace the true, authentic fragrance of the beautiful flower I am. And you are, baby. Woo. Huh? Absolutely. Yes, she is. And because I know some of these testimony givers personally, and I know their struggle, sometimes when I'm reading their testimonies, <laughs> just saying let it out, sometimes when I'm reading their testimonies now, what I know of them, where they've come from, just comes up. And it's just such joy. It's such joy to see someone who it seemed almost like life has tried to stop unloved in some ways rejected ignored passed over and then to be able to tell me I am a beautiful jewel and that she is an authentic fragrance just means a lot to me and I'm not done yet she killed me look at her testimony she got emojis and flowers and wind and everything through it as I continue to peel back every layer of purpose I learn that in every silhouette of fear, God predestines peace. Before my hands were heavy, I carried so much. Now I rest in my father's love. In it all, he sent his love higher than above to love me deeply. It's time to receive. There's a release, a release of new. Life has just begun. I revisited my list. There is a shift. I landed at number one. Woo! I celebrate my authentic self, me. I absolutely love you, Apostle, and I praise God for you pushing me to a higher level in life. Woo! Glory! 
<laughs> Blessings in abundance for your sacrifice. I send my flowers and I thank you. Thank you, Kamisha, so much. And Tanil. Woo, my baby's graduating tonight. I need sound effects. What I need. Does that help? <laughs> Something besides me crying. You want to leave the room? And then our baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes Brittany Brittany says Kamisha I pray you write more absolutely because you know what Brittany it reads so much better than I did to it tonight I slaughtered it tonight and it reads so well so definitely encourage her to write more Ashley our baby detoxer I can't believe day 30 is already here and she said this for tomorrow I can't thank so detox and apostle enough for what is it is doing in my mind the changes I'm going through and I will continue to go through during this journey. It will help me become a better me and more self-aware. I've been such a self-aware mess, but thank you. This has been allowing me to reflect on who I've been and I look forward to the self-aware Ashley. I'm ready to remove the layers I need to grow. I know that's right. And I love the comment Sister Sylvia put on the bottom. Um, responding back. I liked how a lot of y'all responded to each other. That's a help and a blessing. Lily, Leah Shaw, we are coming to the end of our time together in session. Dr. Howard, these 30 days have been etched into my soul and I'm changed. It's scary to be vulnerable with people, but I found out it's scary to be vulnerable with yourself as well. Some nights I was raw and exposed to myself and some nights I was brave, bold and confident. But every night I was intentional about being present to receive what was happening in my mind. I applaud everyone who was present and all those that logged back in to let this work be done. We may have taken a few PTO days, but we logged back in to continue this journey in self-awareness. Soul work is tough and we did it together. Thank you for your precious time. A grateful detoxer. Thank you, Lily. Another testimony. From Chevelle Jameson, I'm doing my best to get through all of these. You know, Lee is like kind of like, you know, Chevelle Jameson. This is bittersweet. The end, 131, and the beginning, 2-1, of this wonderful teaching, training, and self-reflection. Dr. Apostle Suzanne Howard, you rock. I can't thank you or pay you enough for this amazing work you're doing for and with God's people. I thank you immensely for helping me to get acquainted with myself. That's what I like to hear. For this first time in my life, I am truly okay with who I am. I don't have to be who people want me to be, who mommy said I was or am, or who family said I was not. Freedom feels oh so good. Praise the Lord. Beautiful testimony. Crystal Adgers, I will miss you all. No, you won't. We'll be together. I enjoyed it, and I'm learning to love myself as well. Respect for others and more empathy. Very good. When I watched Violet, I was surprised that there are actually people that have gone through similar things. The battle of the mind. I like the fact that when Violet found real love, she found courage to ignore and silence those voices. No more lies. Real love for me comes from God. Then again, it's that very same love that sent that comforter and this brilliant teacher. Thank you, Apostle Suzanne Howard. All right, this one here. Now you got to pray my strength. I need to feel y'all hand in my back. Amen. I'm just looking at y'all chats. 
Maria's back there exhaling and breathing like she's the one. Her and Bernard had the nerve to tell me, y'all. Let me tell y'all this. Let me switch my channel for a minute. Get out of these emotions. But I'm, I can express my emotions. They're of joy. Hallelujah. Her and um, Bernard had the nerve to tell me, wow, so detox really seemed like it was easier this year. They didn't mean the application work. They were talking about just how fast we went through it. I had the nerve to look at them. I said, that's because you two didn't have to do anything on this end of the channel. And then Maria cleared up. She said, well, you went through it so well this year. So it wasn't a burden for us. They pick up my burdens and I know they do. But I, um, I just had to throw it. I was like, oh, really? How y'all going to tell me how easy it was? You didn't have to commit to making sure you get back home in time, <laughs> scheduling dinner at five o'clock so you can leave the place at seven to come back home. Those are the commitments that we did for this whole thing to take place. Isn't that beautiful? We're at 101 tonight. I'm glad to see y'all here. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> All right. Pastor Val. Good afternoon, my beloved apostle. I wanted to thank you, the coaches, and our soul solutionist secretary for all the prayers, time, and work put into these 30 days. Here go for the coaches. And here go for our solutionist secretary. And this is what we're going to do when we get off this line tonight. Let's get it. <laughs> In my role as an executive pastor, people come to you expecting you to be in charge of their happiness or brokenness. With prayer, faith, and soul work, healing is possible. I am a change agent. Even though each individual should be willing to work into their own self-esteem, self-awareness, and the development of their emotional intelligence, I had been exposed to these things from training and development programs through my employer, but nothing has compared to So Detox. Through your work, so many people have a newfound awareness and have been introduced to their inner selves. We have been challenged to think about behaviors and interactions in various arenas, also Delegates have met the person that we as pastors, ministers, intercessors, etc. have to pray and understand why we act the way we do and why we repeat circumstances that riddle our lives. Prayerfully, we all will continue to do our inner work to show up as the best version of ourselves in every area of our lives. You are an incredible chosen vessel. I bless the Lord for you and the team for this amazing work. Thank you for your obedience, Apostle Flowers. And let's see, I read Crystals and Leah's and Ashley, Kamisha. This one is beautiful as well. It might be the last one. Um, this one is from Jennifer. I said I had one more thing to do before the last night of So Detox 2022. And my youngest seven-year-old replied with, last night, mommy, you did it. That was indeed a very heartfelt and well-received cheer. Woo, I did it. And with a journal filled with valuable teachings to take me through 2022. Still going to hit replay as the kids got used to hearing your voice <laughs> Woo. in the family room the past 30 days. Thank you, Apostle. Woo. Mm -hmm. I just figured out who Jennifer was. I didn't know her name to be Jennifer. Bless God. And lastly, for this 30 days. 
Oh, this was a cute one. This one I can handle. I knew I should have had y'all read these anyway. Good afternoon, Apostle. I would like to know if I can start the intentional mentoring in March 2022. <laughs> and Robin Johnson, you most definitely can. We'll get a welcome letter to you and welcome you into my mentoring program that starts up in March. God bless you all. Have a good night. <laughs> y'all going to let me go? Have a good night. Thank you for the tears. I had enough. Y'all made me cry. Amen. Beautiful. Uh-huh. I got you now. She said my government name. I did not know that was you. Yeah, y'all are beautiful. Sharing these beautiful testimonies. All right. Can I do some work with y'all tonight? Can I do a little correcting and maybe some rebuking? <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. We got good timing here, too. Consider your own experience of converting fear into competence. Every child is told to avoid a hot stove. Hi, Pastor Pratt. Every child is told to avoid a hot stove. And on occasion, an overly curious child burns his fingers on the stove only to learn a very painful lesson. However, most of us do not cower in fear whenever we talk. I'm sorry, whenever we walk into the kitchen, we recognize that the fear of being burned turns into a well-informed caution and respect for the power of the flame. I feel such a book from that. As a result, of our own experience and recognizing our emotional response, we process fear and turn it into the ability to perform a task. We respond with caution to an open flame rather than react out of fear to the possibility that we might get burned. While emotions are subtle and combined in complex ways, it is a useful model that is used in sessions on emotions on a simple palette from which more complex emotions are construed. We talked last night about the spectrum of emotions that follow the pattern. I don't know if y'all can remember. Anger, sadness, fear, and happiness. Anger, sadness, fear, and happiness. I think y'all did pretty good on that part last night. And... That's where I want to close at on y'all. So let's go up here. Let me just drop you some statements. And then we can wrap up our night. And then I can see y'all in a week. God has been good. I am moving in the meantime. And these great women that have been at my house. Helping to make sure that I stay on target with Soul Detox. And stay on target with my moving so I had a lot going on and that's normal for me <laughs> and I'll have a lot going on after this, but we will definitely find time, right, to get on once a week. Um, so you'd be surprised what has been going on even in the house to get on here every night. Boxes, probably some four or five feet even in the kitchen, in the dining room. And just it's almost like with the self-awareness shifting from one home 
to another. You know, the home represents our soul. The movie The Shack is about his soul. That shack in the movie, if you watch it again, I encourage you to watch it now thinking of the shack as his soul. Good Christian movie. They don't have all that cussing and stuff like Violet had. Sorry for that reference. <laughs> and what was going on in the shack was exactly what was going on in the actor's soul. So it's amazing that going through this self-awareness that I'm actually going from one place in my soul to another place where now I have been boxing. But next month I will have the honor of unboxing and moving into a new home. So I thank God for that. And just to let you all know the dedication that we put in this that even while moving, we never missed a beat. We stayed on some nights. We stayed on longer and um because the home represents the soul, there's going to be so much more for us, us to talk about regarding your homes throughout this year. And is there a particular room in your house that you struggle with? And being able to answer that truthfully will also show and improve your level of self-awareness. So we've got a lot of work to do. Many of you all have already said it. We have only just begun. So if we were to put it in the term of pillars... If we were to put it, thank you, thank you all very much. If we were to put it in the term of pillars, there are five pillars that I want to give you tonight regarding self-awareness. My coaches asked me, will you go light on us tonight? So I'll go light as far as pulling things from your gut. But tonight I'm going to give you things now that are going to give you structure so that we can end the night with where do I go from here? Thank you, Tanil. And you bless me mightily. I know we have our session. We'll talk then. Emotional intelligence includes five different pillars. These pillars. Thank you, Cam. She's back at work. Go ahead, Latrice. You too. These pillars determine our ability to navigate our emotional world. These pillars include self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, others, Awareness. Remember, we got to have awareness of others. Others awareness, social skills and motivation. I'm going to post this one so we can get it. Good evening, Prophet Erica. They made me cry. You should have been here. <coughs> you could have made them stop. Amen. Okay, up on the screen, let's focus on this. Five different pillars that determine our ability to navigate our emotional world. I did a lot of going in the gut, going in your soul and pulling things out. Now tonight, I want to give you some pillars to hold it up so that there's a new structure to build on. So in order to navigate in our emotional world, these pillars include self-awareness, self-regulation, Empathy, which is other awareness, awareness of others, social skills, and motivation. When we think of intelligence, we often associate it with things like logic, math, and science. However, according to psychologist Daniel Goldman in his influential book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ, Emotional intelligence, EQ, is another aspect of intelligence that is overlooked. Did you hear that? 
when we think of intelligence, I'll put that on the screen too for the replayers, especially those who are going to be looking at this in a year or so from now. Yes, you are going to have, definitely going to have my new book. I've tried to get it out for today, but we ran into some cover bleed issues. Um, if you understand that term for, for, um, electronic information but it will be out and everyone is going to you all are going to get the first notification when the book is released and then you can go through it every week with the video eq is another aspect of intelligence that is overlooked all right that's what we want on the screen right now there's your five pillars to emotional intelligence. And when we think of intelligence, we usually think emotionally smart, emotionally logical, emotionally scientific. But EQ is another aspect of intelligence that is almost overlooked. You're going to get it stuck in your mind, Ashley, when you do it and do it and do it and make a habit. That's why instead of just doing this every week, I could have easily done this every week throughout the year and give you 52 weeks but there's so much time in between monthly sessions or weekly sessions that it's harder for something to be a habit so I have to come back at this rock I have to come with a pick and I have to dig and dig at that mountain every single day so we can create a habit you all have created a habit now believe it or not it only takes at least 21 times to do something to have a habit so there's some habits that's already been formed in you in these 21 days. But continuously doing this work, you're going to have a habit. And remember, habits become behaviors. So let's go. The basic view of emotional intelligence is that emotions aren't necessarily the opposite of thinking. Whew, Pastor D, don't start. Now, come on. She said, I believe my DNA has been changed. When we think of intelligence, we are often associating it with things like logic, math, and science. However, we're learning that there is a intelligence to emotions that have, has already been overlooked in, in our society, in our world. The basic view of emotional intelligence is that emotions aren't necessarily the opposite of thinking, but a different way of thinking about different types of problems that exist in our world. At certain times, emotions can be a valuable tool. Tonight, emotions for me was a valuable tool. It was, it was my way of being able to express my sincere commitment and gratitude and joy and just being proud of the testimonies that each and every one of you share. I didn't cry over receiving offerings. They're a blessing and they're going to help me, especially with moving. It's going to help me tremendously. Don't underestimate it. But the emotions came with the, with the words and the transformation that was shared in those words that hit my heart. Feelings are a valuable too. Some of you could be bothered with other people's emotions. It makes you uncomfortable. 
other people will just look and watch and be like, wow, I wonder what makes someone cry like that. I've had people say that to me. And then there's others that will say, okay, she really cares. She's really put herself into this. She's really involved in our lives in these 30 days. And I could tell by the flow of emotions that she was able to express. Emotions are a valuable tool. Don't water them down and recognize that they came from the most high. They came from our, our father, God. His son, Jesus Christ, had emotion. At certain times, emotions can be a valuable tool to help guide our choices and our behaviors. But we have to learn how to use them wisely. In light of his theory of evolution, Charles Darwin theorized that our minds have evolved to experience emotions so that we can better adapt to our environment. For example, we've evolved to experience a negative emotion such as fear so that we can better respond to a situation that is bad for survival. In this case, fear is an emotion that motivates us to avoid something when we are in danger. On the other hand, though, a positive emotion such as joy can signal to us that a situation is good for survival. This here is good for survival. In this case, joy is an emotion that motivates you to seek more of something. Did y'all hear that? Just think about how I was overcome with emotion. And, and, and then let me reread this, this phrase again to you. In the sense that emotions is positive, such as joy, that it can signal to us that a situation is good for survival. I think so detox is good for survival. What you think? Absolutely. Okay. We got to absolutely. I think soul detox is good for survival. In this case, joy is an emotion that motivates you to seek more of something. I think soul detox should definitely be something we should seek more of. What about you? Even though you may have felt some fear some nights and trepidation some night, maybe some anger, maybe some flooding of past emotions. When we come down to wrap it up, the only expression we have, the grief, the joy, the grief, the fear, the intrepidation, the sadness, um, the, the physical affects of all of that. They're not as strong right now. If anything, you may be feeling any of those feelings because you may have a fear of tomorrow. What am I going to do without her tomorrow? What am I going to do without this group tomorrow? But as far as what we have gone through at the end of these 30 days, all the emotions that we went to, we was probably on some roller coasters a few times, right? We landed on joy. And what joy signals to your body is this is good for survival and joy being the emotion it's going to motivate us to seek more of something. When you are low on joy this year, allow the need for joy to cause you to get more into so detox. Go and play a video from this year. Go and play. Start a prior year's videos. You'll love it. This is a very basic and rudimentary analysis, and it doesn't come anywhere near describing the complexities of our emotional world. That is also in our social world, but it gives you an idea of how different emotions can guide our behaviors in different ways. Emotional intelligence is about being more aware of our emotions and what they are signaling to us. We're going to talk now and find descriptions for five fundamental 
pillars that make up emotional intelligence. Number one, guess what it is? What's our theme for this year? Metacognition. What are we talking about? To think about what you think about. What's the layman's term? What's the most broken down term we can use to describe to someone what metacognition is? It's self-awareness. So our first pillar is self-awareness. Yes, Tasha. Tasha, you've been saying it all along. Come on, let's give Tasha her rights. She's been saying it all along. So detox is necessary to live. The first pillar of emotional intelligence is paying attention to your own emotions. Emotion comes in two parts. Emotions come in two parts. The psychological component and the physical component. The psychological component and the physical component. The psychological component are the thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs that underlie most of our emotions. The physical component is the bodily sensations that often accompany different emotional states. The psychological component and the physical component. The psychological component are the thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs that underlie most of our emotions. And the physical component is the bodily sensations that often accompany different emotional states. So don't ignore what your body's giving you to feel, whether it's pain, whether there's a discomfort in your stomach, always having a tension in your neck, chest palpitations. Before you even think the worst, think about have I been acknowledging and honoring the stress or the emotion that I've been feeling? Yes, Corindus. I'm feeling these sensations in my body. Have I been paying attention? Have I, am I self-aware that there is something going on in my body? And I've been ignoring it and obviously long enough that it's now having a physical manifestation in my body. For example, an emotion such as nervousness can be a mixture of certain thoughts. I'm not good at this or I'm scared I'm going to make a mistake. And certain sensations in our bodies is like a fluttering feeling in our stomach where the saying comes from, I have butterflies in my stomach. Sometimes just being more aware of our emotional states and all their components is enough to manage them better. In a recent study, it was found that simply labeling negative emotions can help you overcome them. You see how important this is to your health? Simply labeling your emotions can help you overcome them. The next time you're feeling a really strong emotion, try stepping back and just observing that motion as it is and ask yourself, what am I feeling? What 
am I thinking? What physical sensation am I experiencing with this particular emotion? And sometimes you can say, what physical sensation am I experiencing with this conversation? What, and I do this often when people call for help with dream interpretation. I ask them, was there a, any emotion attached to the dream? Emotion is a good identifier of interpreting dreams. What physical sensations are you experiencing reading this letter? What physical sensation do you experience when you open bills? What physical sensations do you experience when a particular phone number or name shows up on your phone? Start paying attention to what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and what is the physical sensation. A little honest reflection of your emotions can help you understand yourself better and how your mind works. All right, let's go up to number two. Let's hit number two. Yes, Michael Rose. Absolutely. Hallelujah, John Philip. Number two, regulation, self-regulation. Self-regulation. Once you are more aware of your emotions, the next pillar of emotional intelligence is learning how to respond to them better. Self-regulation is once you are more aware of your emotions, the next pillar of emotional intelligence is learning how to respond to them better. In addition to being aware of your own emotions and the impact you have on others, emotional intelligence requires you to be able to regulate and manage your emotions. That's right, Minister Brittany. What am I feeling and what is the physical sensation? Pay attention to it. What's triggering this feeling? In addition to being self-aware of your emotions and the impact you have on others, don't leave that part out for self-awareness. Emotional intelligence requires you to be able to regulate and manage your emotions. This doesn't mean putting emotions on lockdown and hiding your true feelings. It simply means waiting for the right time and place to express them. Self-regulation is all about expressing your emotions appropriately. Those who are skilled in self-regulation tend to be flexible and adapt well to change. They are also good at managing conflict and diffusing tense or difficult situations. Is that anyone here? Depending on the situation, there are many different strategies we can use to better regulate our emotions. Some of these strategies include something as changing the channel of your emotion in a new and constructive way, such as through exercising, writing, or painting. Avoiding triggers such as certain people, situations, or environments that are more likely to bring out negative emotion. Oh my God, Joycey, I'm praying for you, baby. Seeking positive experiences to reverse negative ruts. 
When you get into a negative rut, you have to seek positive experiences, such as watching a comedy movie when we are feeling down or listening to motivating music when we are lazy. Turning emotions around by doing the opposite of what we feel. Sitting and watching emotions as a passive observer instead of acting on them impulsively. These are all the strategies available to help you regulate. And there's so many more. But this is just for where we are tonight. Wendy, we can talk about those with you as well. If you haven't registered on our website, Wendy, www.suzannemhoward.com, just hit register and we'll have your contact information connected to Soul Detox 2022 and we can help you a lot with that. Minister Brittany, is that something that you use? Because I know I will often look for a comedy and sometimes my subconscious mind will actually kick in. My subconscious mind through flooding and, and I'm sure cortisol and everything else will have me actually desire watching a comedy. And I'll say to myself, I wonder why I feel like watching a comedy. And if I pay attention close enough, I can tell that my subconscious is kicking in and applying soul detox, applying what I've learned to help my conscious get out of the rut that all the negativity or pressure or demands that I have on me are taking me out. Yes, Wendy, there's a young lady on here, Misha. She likes to look out the window, too. It does a lot for her. Think of emotional intelligence as a kind of toolkit. There are many different ways to respond to a particular emotion, and not every tool is going to work for each person. The more emotionally intelligent you become, the better you will be at deciding what is the best way to respond to an emotion. But that's going to take steady practice and awareness and you can do it number three number three empathy this needs to have a, our own session we need to have a, a whole evening or a few evenings on self-awareness for empathy yes go ahead pastor d pastor d gonna be helping us out empathy understanding your own emotions is half of emotional intelligence the other half is understanding the emotions of others as we improve self-awareness we also improve others awareness we learn that there is sometimes a difference between our thought and feelings and the thoughts and feelings of others empathy is our ability to see things from another person's perspective just to see you don't have to agree just to see and to take into account their thoughts and feelings about that experience you hear me let me read those two lines again empathy is our ability to see things from another person's perspective Sometimes we call it walking in the shoes of someone else. But listen to the line too. And to take into account their thoughts and feelings about an experience. Mm -hmm. Their thoughts and their feelings. Not interjecting yours. Not imposing yours. Not inserting yours. Their thoughts and feelings 
about the experience. It also involves your responses to people based on this information. When you sense that someone is feeling sad or hopeless, how do you respond? I like to see a lot of the people helpers answer these questions. The ministers and such. Dominique, where you at? I saw your hello, but I'm not seeing you on the screen. Roll call. When you sense that someone is feeling sad or hopeless, how do you respond? Real good note taking candy. Excellent. How do you respond? You might treat them with extra care and concern, or you might take an effort to help with their spirit. I respond with listening and looking for solutions. You don't respond. You listen. Good, y'all. I want to hug them. Okay, Dom. Thank you, sweetheart. I want to help out. So let's let's just stop here for a second and reflect on the emotional transactional analysis that we learned. Do you respond to them in an adult manner, a child manner, or a parent manner? Because sometimes when you respond in a parent manner, it becomes more sympathetic than empathetic. And those two words have a big play on each other, but they have completely different emotional responses. That's all right, Wendy. Pay attention to how you respond, because sometimes we just want to jump in people's lives and make them live better and heal their problem and, you know, pay their rent, pay their bills, take care of the car problem, help them with the kids. We do all these things for them when there was a lesson that God was trying to give them in their life to depend on him. And we got in and played God and we took the very expensive and valuable life lesson from them. Sometimes we need to encourage with words and support. Sometimes we need to listen, just letting people know that we're there, that the same God who's done this before for you or the God that has done it for me can do it for you. Do you know the Lord Jesus? Have you received him in your heart and in your life? Fixing isn't always a requirement for empathy. Okay. Fixing. We talked about that. That sketch by that unknown artist, the footprints in the sand, that when someone went through their most devastating time in life where the sketch is saying the person collapsed and they were being carried. And when they thought they had walked through the worst times in their life, it was actually that God had carried them and it was only one footprint in the sand. God carried them, but he didn't take the experience away from them. He didn't take the life lesson away from them. Mm-hmm. Go straight for their spirit, man. Go ahead, Carlos. So remember, sometimes carrying people is giving that empathy. Yes, Mike. There's a difference between sympathetic and empathetic. Fixing those problems often takes away the life lesson God was giving them to depend on him. So we want to be able to see things from another person's perspective and take into account their thoughts and feelings about that experience. 
It also involves your responses to people based on this information. When you sense that someone is feeling sad or hopeless, watch how you respond. Of course, we can never understand another person's mind completely, but we can actively learn about a person's inner thoughts and feelings. We can learn about another person's thoughts and feelings by paying attention to what they are communicating verbally and non-verbally. Did you hear that? Empathy is a kind of mind reading, if you will, but it's based on making inferences about people's internal worlds based on their external actions. Yeah, we're going to bring it into the in-service, Minister Brittany. I made up my mind in December about this. And we're going to spread it out if it takes all year. We're going to do it with the elders. Being empathetic also allows you to understand the power dynamics that often influence social relationships. Especially in workplace settings. This is important for guidance. It's important for guiding your interactions with different people you encounter each day. These components in each area, can, we, you can sense and serve the situation and the person so much better. So those who are competent in this area can sense who possesses power in different relationships. They also understand how these forces influence feelings and behaviors. Because of this, they can accurately interpret different situations that hinge on such power dynamics. Another powerful tool for improving empathy is perspective taking. Perspective taking. This is a mental exercise where you can imagine yourself experiencing a situation from another person's perspective to better understand them. Why are you trying to get them to understand you? You need to better understand them. Be more willing to ask yourself, what is this person thinking? What is this person Feeling. Let me put myself in their shoes. Why is this person acting out or acting in the way they do? These types of questions will be great starting points in building more empathy in your daily relationships. Empathy. The world needs empathy. Number four, social skills. We're talking about the five pillars to build up your emotional intelligence. I'm giving you framework tonight. Giving you a frame to begin to lay this new foundation. Scrapping the old and starting with all the new that has been given to you. You're going to unpack this training every week for 30 weeks and have this reinforcement to be able to help change the way you think, the way you respond. Have more favor in life, more blessings of the abundant life. Social skills. Once you understand the emotions of yourself and others, the next question is, how do I respond to other people's emotions? How do I respond to other people's emotions? This is where social skills come in. And my God, let me tell you, social skills is like trying to find toilet paper during the pandemic. 
people do not have social skills. It is amazing to me how many people don't have social skills, aren't aware that they don't have it, and most of them don't even desire anything even in that area. Social skills. This is where social skills come in as the pillar of emotional intelligence. Having strong social skills allows people to build meaningful relationships. Are you looking to build meaningful relationships? Are you looking to build? Um, hang on one second. I just noticed the issue here in my book. So I'm only going to give you four tonight. I apologize for that. I only have the four. Oh, no, I didn't. Ha ha ha. Let me fix this. You go, girl. Social skills. Social skills is what's needed to help build meaningful relationships. It's not the last pillar. Edit. See, it's going to be almost perfected when y'all get it. Having strong social skills allows people to build meaningful relationships. How many people want meaningful relationships? I know I do. I'm tired of anything else less than that. I want meaningful, deep, caring, empathetic relationships. Not the job ships, not the committee ships, the, the, those that you let towards the hardships. You want meaningful relationships with other people and develop a stronger understanding of themselves and others. First, understand that a lot of our emotional world has a social component to it. Christ, God said it right from the beginning in the word of God. It is not good for man to be alone. Right from the beginning, he set the tone for us that we were not created to be alone. We were not created just to be single either. But we'll talk about that another time. Single's going to get it. He's been really dealing with me with y'all. Uh-huh, yes. So first understand that a lot of our emotional world has a social component to it. For example, emotions such as love, guilt, rejection, and embarrassment are almost strictly social emotions. They rarely exist outside the context of our relationship with other people. Love, guilt, rejection, and embarrassment. Kamisha will be popping it on the screen soon. Love, guilt, Rejection and embarrassment are almost strictly only social emotions. To build healthy relationship, it is therefore important that we are attuned to other people's emotions, especially how they respond to our actions and speech. Great, Camille. Awesome. We'll keep you in line with that. If your emotions... I'm sorry, if your actions cause negative emotions in other people, then that can hurt a relationship and your ability to connect with others <clears throat> in a meaningful way. If your actions cause a negative emotion in other people, 
that can hurt a relationship and your ability to connect with others in a meaningful way. Cultivating positive emotions like joy, optimism, excitement, and humor is key towards bonding with others in a strong and lasting way. Joy, optimism, excitement, and humor. Have you ever walked into a room of people who are depressed or stressed out? And you immediately begin to feel depressed and stressed out too? This is an example of emotional contagion. Emotional contagion, which is the idea that our emotions can often spread to others like a virus. This is why we enter into his courts with thanksgiving and into his gates with praise. Do you understand why God has set the order, how he wants us to enter into his house? In my house, we take our shoes off. In my house, you greet people. My rules. His house? Enter into courts and, courts and gates with praise and thanksgiving. Do you know why? Do you understand now that God understands the emotional component to our humanity that he made us in? Because he understands that, that, that praise and enter into courts and gates with praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thankfulness with praise and worship going on is contagious. We just don't know that we can give ourselves permission to be thankful and grateful when we come in with problems and woes. That was one of my main problems as a new believer. I had so many problems in my life, so many untied ends. And every week there was something else coming at me, something else coming at me, something else coming at me because I carried my life as so. So when I get to church, how am I going to dance when I know what, I, what I'm dealing with at home? How am I going to dance when I know I've got this big problem over my head? That I'm being a hypocrite. I literally told my leaders when they asked me what was wrong with me that during praise and worship, I chose to always sit down and never participate. And I told them I feel like a hypocrite when I have this situation going on and I come in here and lift my hands. And that's when they begin to teach me the principles of praise and worship and how I can actually alter the, the responses in my body, the neurons in my brain, and that God had a plan to make us feel better on the inside that can help us face problems or even alleviate some of them altogether. It is important when you go and you attend a church service that you walk in with praise and thanksgiving. And you jump into praise and worship. Don't wait for the right singer, the right song. It doesn't matter if they're missing a key, if the person can't sing a note. You get into your space and your Eden. And you make God the center of your worship while you are there. Because it spreads like a virus. And that's the virus, if any, we want to spread. That's an emotional contagion. Praise and worship, y'all can use it. You have my permission. Emotional contagion. In the same way that other people's emotions affect us, our emotions affect other people. Did you hear that? That's one of my favorite songs too. Don't start, Pastor D. In the same way that other people's emotions affect us, our emotions affect other people. 
So if you walk around life with a generally positive attitude, that is going to rub off on those that you interact with. But you have to first have your mind in order. Ooh. My, my, my. Yes, Brittany. Did you hear that last part for praise and worship? In the same way that other people's emotions affect us, our emotions affect other people. Listen to this, praise leaders, preachers. So if you walk around life with a generally positive attitude, if you're in praise and worship and you have a generally positive attitude, if you're ministering to other people, evangelizing, teaching other people, and you have a positive attitude, that is going to rub off on those you interact with. Addendum. But if you, but you have to first have your mind, teachers, preachers, pastors, prophets, praise and worship leaders, intercessors, apostles, ministers, any worker, in the church of Jesus Christ, you have to have your mind in order first when you go to lead people. You get up and you rebuke the congregation, but check your own self. Are you up there with the right attitude? Because between the Holy Spirit and what you're bringing to your ministry, there shouldn't be any problem. And if you know that you are truly doing what you're doing and the Holy Spirit has been ushered in that room, you don't need to get up there and correct and rebuke. You need to uh, uh, execute your assignment and let the, the work and the anointing and the spirit of God move upon the people as he wills. I can't stand when people get the mic. I've literally seen it and I can know I'm going to speak for my own church. I've literally seen people be in praise and worship for 45 minutes. The next person gets the mic. Come on, don't stop now. Well, wait a minute. We just worship for 45 minutes. What you mean? Don't stop now. I'm sitting down for a minute and it's okay to do that. But if you get up there with your mind in order first, the people's minds are going to get on alignment with the mind of God and follow the instructor that God has placed in front of them at that moment. And you're going to see the people align up in you without you having to tell them, don't stop now. I can't stand that. And then the third person, this is a critique I actually gave my ministry a few weeks ago. And then the third person grabbed the mic and they got up there. Oh, come on. Don't get tired now. No, no, no. Y'all looking for personal praise. Y'all are looking for people to get on assignment with you. That's not how it's done, baby. You get your mind in order first. Make sure that you have an anointing on your life. And when you grab that mic, you see who aligns up with you. That's proof. That's balance and checks to know if you are doing the, the job that God has given you to do, people will get on board with you. I see leaders rebuke people for not getting on their lives. Uh, I see pastors rebuke people for not doing things in the church. If God gave you to do it, God's going to draw the people to it. And if God gave you to do it and you're messing it up, that is your responsibility to go find out. Am I off key? Is my mind in order first? Am I here with a cheerful heart? Am I giving? I'm rebuking people for not giving. Am I giving? I'm rebuking people for not dancing. Do I praise and dance? I'm rebuking people for not standing. Do I stand? Not in the apostles house. They know we are a training spiritual development center. There is a go ye into nations mandate that we have on our church. 
You ain't getting up there and telling nobody to do nothing that you're not already doing yourself. And if you do, they don't even have to follow you. The social skills aspect of emotional intelligence is about becoming an emotional leader. Check mark. Case in point to what I was just expressing. The social skills aspect of emotional intelligence is about becoming an emotional leader. Y'all need to use that one. We in the apostles house or whatever position you're in when you get up, Vanessa says she done fell out. When you get up there, I'm leading as an emotional leader. Can you imagine what people would think? Because we have this, this negative connotation to emotions. So what does that mean that I'm leading as an emotional leader? I am making sure that I have my mind in order first. So you need to put into practice turning negative people around by first being positive yourself. I guarantee it. Y'all go put emotional leader out somewhere tonight. People are going to come at y'all the wrong way because we have this negative connotation of emotions. And it's sad because emotions is as much a gift from God as speaking, listening and hearing, walking, breathing. Emotions. You're a social path without it. Straight psychology. Last one. Leah said she wanted us to go late. Last one, motivation. Motivation goes very good with sending out a positive emotional virus into the congregation. Intrinsic motivation is another pillar of emotional intelligence. Emotionally intelligent people are motivated by things, external rewards like fame, money, recognition, and acclaim. Emotionally intelligent people are motivated by things beyond external rewards like fame, money, recognition, and acclaim. Instead, they have a passion to fulfill their own inner needs and goals. They seek internal rewards, experience that flow from being totally in tune with themselves and the activity, and they pursue peak experiences. Those who are competent in this area tend to be action oriented. They set goals, have a high need for achievement, and are always looking for ways to do better. They also tend to be very committed and are very good at taking initiative. So how do I develop emotional intelligence? Boy, you've got literally the book on it. Emotional intelligence is something that comes naturally to some people, but not everyone. It's possible to improve your emotional intelligence with practice and effort. In this book, we have listed so many different dynamics and components, warning signs, dangers of it. I hope that this book helps you to learn how you can improve your emotional intelligence to improve your relationships and achieve success. Make sure that you manage your negative emotions. 
Make sure that you manage your negative emotions. You'll have to read the rest of that when you get the book. Be mindful of your vocabulary. What does that mean? Focus on becoming a stronger communicator in your workplaces. Emotionally intelligent people tend to use more specific words that can help communicate deficiencies and they immediately work to address them. Had a bad meeting with your boss? What does bad mean? What made it bad? Because bad to you doesn't mean bad to me. So you have to be more communicative to operate in emotional intelligence as a self-aware human being. When you can pinpoint what's going on, you have a higher likelihood of addressing the problem instead of just stewing on it. Have a bounce back from adversity mindset. A bounce back from adversity mindset. Realizing that everyone encounters challenges, but it's how you react to those challenges that either sets you up for success or puts you on the track to a full meltdown. You already know that positive thinking can take you far, but to help you bounce back from adversity, practice optimism instead of complaining. What can you learn in every situation? Ask yourself, have conversations with yourself, ask constructive questions to see what you can take away from every challenge that comes your way. Be responsible for your behavior. We're almost done. Be responsible for your behavior. A lot of people never take responsibility for their behavior. There is a tendency to blame others for our own mistakes and flaws. But to improve your emotional intelligence, you must learn to come to terms with your own behavior and your own emotions. This is not about right and wrong. And I think you've learned that in these 30 days. This is not about right or wrong. It is about accepting and coming to terms with your feelings and actions. Though it is now an accepted fact that our environment plays a great deal in our behaviors, in the end, as humans, it is our choice to act on our desires and emotions. Be honest with yourself. Accept that your actions belong to you and you alone. You choose how to react to situations and various people. Only when you accept that can you begin to improve on the aspect you believe needs improvement. I'm going to drop you this last one. There's more, but this is it for now. Respond instead of reacting. When you decide without considering its consequences, you are reacting. When you decide without considering its consequences, you are reacting. On the other hand, when you pause for a second, take a quick analysis of the situation and act 
consciously you are responding. Let me put this one up so when people watch it a year from now, they can keep up with us. This is some good stuff. That's right, Reverend Bonner. He's got it. When you decide without considering its consequences, you are reacting. When somebody says you're, you're reacting or you're overreacting, this is what they're saying to you. They're telling you that you are making a decision without considering the consequences. Ooh, who am I talking to tonight? I feel like we could have church right now. On the other hand, when you pause for a second, take a quick analysis of the situation and act consciously, you are now responding. Impulsive decisions in a situation can lead to bigger problems in your career or your life. So think of the resolution each time you're in a situation and make a conscious choice. I hope you took your last assessment, your emotional intelligent assessment. That is going to trigger a letter from us directly from me and my coaches we're going to share the information received from your three and one assessments um assessing if there's any stress in your life if there's any depression in your life and assessing relationships in your life make sure you get those in those will trigger a response from us if you haven't please go in and set up your member profile put your phone number and your address in Sometime the Lord leads where he leads me to call someone and just to have a prayer doesn't matter if I get your voicemail just to leave a prayer on there for you. But put in more information than just that. We are doing giveaways to every single one of you who completed the uh, subscribing to the podcast. Every single one of you are getting a free personality assessment session. Every single one of you. That's why I haven't had a chance to call out the names. I was going through it tonight uh, to make sure I have all the names because some of y'all didn't follow the exact instructions. I said, come through the email or the Wix app. Y'all went on Facebook and sent me stuff. Please do not send me anything ministry related on Facebook. I don't own Facebook. And Facebook now owns some of my business information. I would appreciate if y'all would email me at info at Suzanne M. Howard or go to the website. Everything's on the website. SuzanneMHoward.com. Please don't use Facebook and the such for business communication for me. Send everything through because we want to make sure that y'all get everything that you're supposed to get. So we left off last night. What can I do now? In our closing, start by identifying typical situations at work and home in which you feel negative emotions such as anxiety, frustration, anger, fear, or sadness. For example, you may feel frustrated when people who have important information don't show up for a meeting. Or you may feel angry when you see a certain person because he always wastes your time. Or you may feel anxiety when your boss approaches you about a particular project. Or you may feel depressed on Sunday night when you think about all the work facing you in the upcoming week. Identifying these situations help you realize those events that trigger your negative emotions. Next, pay attention to and name the emotions that identify triggers evoke. 
Also recognize and name the positive emotions you experience during fun times, such as playing with a puppy, sharing dinner with friends, or just sitting in the sunshine. Start developing an emotional vocabulary and expand upon it as the occasions permit. Create a baseline of where you are expending your emotional energy. Draw a four grid box, labeling two right boxes as positive emotions and the two left as negative emotions. Label the upper two boxes as high energy emotions and the lower energy motions. Recall your day's activities, interactions, and events. For each, identify your emotion and write the emotion in the appropriate box on your grid. Noting how long you were in that emotion will help. For example, hesitant would lie in the lower left box while anger would lie in the upper left box. Peaceful would lie in the lower left box and excited in the upper right box. Annoyed, depending on your level of annoyance, would lie somewhere in the left two boxes. I, have, I actually have a document that I use with clients called Energy Zapper. If you are interested in this part of the program, you can inbox me. I'll let you use my form. But we do this in sessions as well. When you finish, you will have an emotional map of your day. You were in the zone of peak performance if the frequency and duration of your emotions lie on the right side of the grid. If they lie on the left side, you are in a stress zone. As you develop EI skills, periodically recreate your map. Over time, you will want to see yourself more frequently living in the two right quadrants by choosing to transform the negative emotions into positive, productive emotions. The journey of self-awareness is worthwhile. And I think every single one of you realize that now. Among an abundance of benefits, greater self-knowledge leads to more connection, purpose, better well-being, and improved relationships. Even more, hopefully, you now feel equipped to use tools and understanding to start a fruitful and purposeful approach to introspection. As a final note, I'd like you to remember that from this very moment until your last breath, you are the one person you'll spend every waking moment with. Why not learn about you as if you were someone else? All your dreams, desires, fears, tendencies, and traits. <clears throat> and exploring this in yourself and becoming self-aware while being curious you may be surprised to uncover deep riches you never knew you had. Skills you didn't realize you possessed and qualities that remind you of your inherent beauty. The encouraging part is that studies have already shown that even having the basic information about core care is great enough, a great starting point for unlocking the benefits of self-awareness. Self-awareness tells us what we should be doing for being happy and successful. Yet we tend to suppress that knowledge and do things under the influence of circumstances. Gradually, our core nature gets buried under various layers of compulsions, 
compromise, pretense, and sometimes even ignorance. We get into a life gear that's more about chasing and less about living. We get so entangled in the games of survival that we end up fighting against ourselves as opposed to teaming up with our strengths and winning any battle that comes our way. The more layers we have given way to, the harder it is to unfold them and uncover our true selves. But with patience and practice, we can all meet our course and change our lives for the better. I am Apostle Dr. Suzanne M. Howard. Woo! And we are signing out from these marvelous 30 days of bringing you into the deepest core place, the place that scares you, the place that you may be fearful of. And we went there and we did it together. And it wasn't so bad after all. Remember that we end and we close these 30 days with joy because joy is contagious and we want to be contagious with our joy. I love you to pieces. I thank you for your time. I'll see you next week. According to the analysis of our views, it looks like Sunday nights and Monday nights are very high nights for people to be able to get on. I think those had the highest um, numbers for Monday or Sunday. So we would try our best to work within those days. I would love a Friday night. Even it's a bit easier for me than a Monday or a Sunday. But thank you for tuning in. You will see me again. Keep the subscriptions on Facebook and YouTube, please. So when I come on, you will be the first to be notified and we'll check in as if a day was never missed between this great work that he has begun in us. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your trust. Thank you as again. Also, Carlos, thank you very much. Wow. He says, I'm very proud of you, madam. That's very nice. Thank you. God bless you all. Continue to give God everything you have. Continue to pray one for another. And we'll see you next week sometime. And be excited because God is going to do something in you. In fact, the Bible says he's already begun. Can you see it? Can you sense it? It is springing forth now. God bless you all. All of the information to contact us is on the website. We will be here for you. The coaches aren't going anywhere. Keep your emails on. We'll be sending out emails with coupons to give you special rates if you want to start some mental health life coaching session. Some of y'all have um, expressed an interest in becoming trained under me as a mental health life coach. I would love and be honored to train you as a mental health life coach. Just send us emails. Send everything through email. We read our emails and we respond through the Wix app or by personal email. It's all on the screen. Info at SuzanneMHoward.com. The website www.SuzanneMHoward.com. Dot com. And if you want to give, you are welcome to give. So at any time that seed has been given to you, you are free to give. You don't have to meet it in these 30 days. We love you. We bless you. And we wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. God bless you all. Good night. Let it
Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.